We're recording. Yeah, but we're not recording. This is not going to be in the podcast. Because that can't go in the podcast. What? And the thing is, I'll start it right there because when I say that, people always send emails like, what am I fucking paying for? I'm like, I'm not going to tell you everything. Yeah, you can't have all the secrets. You can't have all the secrets. I need to have some secrets. Good Lord. Yeah. But just your You guys are both in California. Your life is filthy. That's I think that's what we... It's filthy and filthier rich even than our squalid imaginations <laughs> could have come up with. Gatsby yeah, but like. I want to be, That's what I wanna, it is. I, well, the thing is, I'm like the narrator of the great Gatsby who's not yes. rich. <laughs> and gets invited to the party <laughs> at, at East Egg. Yeah. And I'm like, I gotta yeah. go over there. Yeah. So just to be clear, that's yeah. Gatsby like in a very narrow sense. I get you it. guys are both in California, one in Southern, one in Northern. It's mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. In it's both fucking God terrible. Damn. I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous day here in Northern California. I took my daughter shoe shopping today and uh, we evaded any sort of meltdown um, because I just expert parent. Is that what you call when people run into the shoe shop and just start stealing things and melt them? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, your no, that's what I call, Got that's it. what I call it when my daughter goes into the shoe store yeah. and doesn't get exactly what she wants and decides that this is the worst thing since 9-11. Um, so she's just price? like her father, basically. <laughs> no. What was the no. delta between her <laughs> shoe desire and her eventual, uh, your eventual uh, purchase? Just the difference. Oh, I mean, the shoes that she wanted were absolutely terrible. Just atrocious, like this horrible pink thing. I mean, it was a Nike store, so they didn't have any Skechers there, but we did not buy those because I, as I explained to her, you have one pair of pink purple shoes and that is enough. That Mm -hmm. is all. Uh, When you go out with daddy, you'll wear these shoes that I am insisting you buy. Mm-hmm. And she's fine with it. Fortunately, they change color when she goes outside. So that is interesting. And I can tolerate it. So there's a lot of it. jokes I'm not going to make there. Yeah, because no. It's your daughter <laughs> it changing is. color outside. And <laughs> yeah. But everybody, you, how about a contest? You guys write in your own yeah. joke. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. I don't it's need that. It's not about your daughter. It's not like, just, uh, <laughs> yeah. She's don't code switching. Her, her sneakers are code switching. <laughs> 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 there's a piece at CNN. Um, did I send that to you? The, this, like, every time there's a bad piece at CNN, it seems to be the same guy. And you wrote a piece about um, how Deion Sanders is a hero because he refuses to code switch. Did you see this? No, it no. It's, hmm. it's, no. It, you don't need to read it. That's like one of those, you know, like the old, <laughs> old pieces in like the partisan review or something. You couldn't sum them up with the name of the article. You'd usually have to read it. The thing is about these things at CNN is like, that's all you need to know. Uh, Deion Sanders uh, is, refuses to code switch and he's a brave I mean, man. I just don't think that's true. Like yeah, I've, I don't think so. I've heard I've heard Dion talk in really urban ways, and I've heard him not. In fact, I and now I'm going to admit to something. I was watching Cameron and Mace, um, oh who goodness. have a sports show that they do on YouTube, and Cameron was recount, recounting a story about having a conversation with Coach Prime, and he said. Uh-huh. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Cameron voice now, so I can quote him directly. Mm-hmm. Yo, when I talked to Dion, Dion he talked like a nigga. <laughs> that was he as he said that that's what prime said i mean that's what that's what cameron said about coach prime now i know um, he don't always do it when he you know he in public because mm-hmm. he's code switching so whoever this person mm-hmm. is is not can i read just the stupid they're wrong can I read you the headline? <laughs> yeah sure um Dion sanders quote audacious blackness makes him the hero <laughs> african-americans want right now all african-americans so want 
the a same hero. thing. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants the white, same thing. White people are individuals, except yeah. they're all corrupt. Yeah. But they are individuals. Black people, they want the same thing. All of but them Sanders, collectively. <laughs> but Sanders doesn't seem to hero. care what white people think, white capitalized. He exhibits little fear about they, what they will do to him. What does that what? even mean? Like, What does that mean? <laughs> He's blunt and joyful and refuses to code switch. Or change his demeanor he's, and behavior to make white people comfortable. This is on CNN, but he's way. rich. He's rich and famous, and the people yeah. who throughout his career he's made uncomfortable come in every hue imaginable. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Dion does whatever he wants. Dion yeah. gets into fights with his his well, got into fights with his fellow players. Like, are you kidding me? This is so stupid. Like mm-hmm. any anything to put your obnoxious, stupid, idiotic, and it's uh, several ways of saying almost the same thing, but not quite. Um, perspective like front and center and and quite frankly i don't even know that dion wouldn't embrace some of these ridiculous narratives um since i've heard him talk about race and i don't think he has very sophisticated ideas about it uh but this is not just stupid it's also false it's really the funny thing is that i feel so bad for the people that have to edit edit the stuff because it's really completely baffling (laughs) (laughs) it's really baffling and about fucking three thousand words too long yeah and it's about audacious blackness (laughs) it's Um, only 2500 words so it's three thousand words too long yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) it's actually subtract words (laughs) sanders is a showman and a marketer but more importantly he's an unapologetic black man same Mm. said bakari lumumba of course he's (laughs) named after patrice lumumba in a recent column for the pan-african voice i don't even know what that is that a real <laughs> no. thing you may, you may be the only I person in the world who read that not even yeah. an editor just no, no i sent you the thing from candy because i keep on talking about yeah, it. yeah. and i i sent uh these guys and i'll just reveal one more thing <laughs> that i <laughs> that nobody's read this book um i'm the only one in america who's read it despite it winning every award under the sun including his editor because there's a um a bit where he talks about uh, heroin and he spells it with an e in the end like a female superhero (laughs) and and this is the paperback so it went through the hardcover into the paperback and no one noticed this it's like, really? Did the editor not read this? It's like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just no, right. That's right. No one is reading these books. Yeah. Like the editor, I mean, just, editor was like, what a steaming yeah. pile of dog shit this is. When did I they first went, publish that trash? 2017, I think. Yeah. So at I the time when they off. published it, they imagined, you know, ah, oh, we'll sell this to, you know, Antoine and Emma at the barbershop. That's, that's, yeah. that's a book for them. They didn't know what was coming. They had it's, no idea. It's, it's just so amazingly bad that I'm like fascinated by it. I'm truly fascinated by it. Like I keep laughing in the middle of reading it. Cause I'm like, that's not a fucking real sentence. This is a real sentence in the book. This is the way to read that book. Yeah. yeah there is, I, there's another, um, Oh my God, my daughter, <laughs> she just wrote me a text about somebody that I saw last night. And she wrote a text in capital letters that said, did she get drunk? <laughs> and the answer is yeah really drunk yes. <laughs> she knows and it's not talking about her mother by the way um, <laughs> what Come i just said now. i said, said it's, it's not, not t- it's not talking about her mother yeah i didn't say it was 
That's right. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Can I read you a Matt, headline? Matt, you just that can't ha- take my audacious whiteness. <laughs> no, I cannot. That's actually I refuse, true. I refuse to code switch. Man, I just saw the uh, watch last night, finally, uh, <laughs> the final episode of uh, Winning Time on HBO, the Lakers dynasty yeah. thing. And because yeah, the show was not renewed, that. it ends uh, in a, the worst possible place for the whole Lakers 80s dynasty, which is the first finals that they lost against the Celtics. And so mm-hmm. um, I had forgotten how much I hate the audacious whiteness of Boston of the and the Boston Celtics. Yeah. And oh my God, it just yeah. like came coursing back. Do you me. know, do you have any idea in a league where they're a minority, what people like Kevin McHale had to go through <laughs> to be audacious, <laughs> to audaciously white on the Celtics? I mean, uh, at least uh, according to the, that episode, he had to go through a lot just being fucking Larry Bird's teammate because he's just like, you pussy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like w- Boston was so racist when they got a black player, it was Dennis Johnson. <laughs> it's like, you have freckles. <laughs> you want to make our black players look Irish. So. <laughs> I want to read a headline with the word heroin spelled correctly in it. And this is kind okay. of a non sequitur, but we're just talking about headlines. And I came across this um, and it's just... This is the best journey headline, not the band, but what you're going to take as you're listening to it. <laughs> it's from the world's greatest newspaper, the, the Daily Mail. Exclusive, Russell Brand befriended a heroin addict before reducing mm-hmm. him to tears after offering mm-hmm. 50 pounds to let him sleep mm-hmm. with his prostitute girlfriend as the couple's mm-hmm. toddler roamed the house during depraved television documentary that's what a, that's a, a lot of inf- what it's a headline there's a lot of information in that that's a wow lot. yeah but why is it a scandal that he offered 50 pounds to have sex with his wife when his wife was a prostitute <laughs> it seems to be her job <laughs> and also like i think he was doing heroin and i'm pretty sure that all the information in this comes from like uh one of russell his brand's book? terrible memoirs yeah so like yeah it's yeah, not a story yeah. it's just that he's I'm, in the headlines I mean, it's it. probably it's not true though right of course not of course not yeah no, it's like it is probably Hassan Minaj level of truth <laughs> and emotional truth. <laughs> Can't believe it was heroin truth. and a lot of babies running around. <laughs> Can't believe it. A prostitute Man. wife. And by the way, if you're paying him, he's not her husband, he's her pimp. Okay? <laughs> Why not? Pay, both? Her, pay her directly. Good Lord. Man. Yeah. We we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but but should have. Um it was it was only after we had already talked about this, and I actually have not seen this anyplace yet, um, that I discovered some of old interviews, just footage of old interviews that Hassan had done um with like PBS and some other people mm-hmm. talking about precisely the jokes that he was yep. called out for, quote unquote jokes. Um and he is talking about them in a deadly serious way. Completely serious. Yeah. Uh, at, at one point, when he get, tells the story about that he recounts on one of his specials about dropping a white powder from an envelope on his child by mistake um, because someone, some hater, sent him something that uh, you know was supposed to scare him. It was supposed to seem like anthrax, and he dropped it on his daughter by mistake. His wife got really upset, and you know he felt really bad. Somewhere in there is a joke, apparently. Um, but he told this story in a deadly serious way, and yeah. he referred to the powder as anthrax, which is yeah, what he you didn't do when say you're lying. White powder. <laughs> he said, "He said when I received the anthrax, yeah, totally seriously, <laughs> and dropped I it, on my, it on my baby, yeah." And the the interviewer's like, "Oh my no, God, ill effects, so which horrible. is amazing, yeah, yeah, yeah it's <laughs> amazing." The the baby's like fucking the Hulk or something. It just yeah. turns green and massive and strong when it gets hit with anthrax, but. 
The crazy thing is that, no, there's no joke in it. There's no. at no point is there a joke. It recounts the story in an incredibly sober way and goes yeah. on to, to suggest over and over again, almost as if he knew that he would eventually be caught out and wanted yeah. this video to be there for me to watch it. Um, yeah. Goes on to say over and over again, I mean, I just have to tell the truth and I have to be myself. I, I, yeah. I can't do anything else. As, as a man and as a Muslim, uh, this is what I have to do. Just t tell the truth. You know? Yeah, a country no, that hates him actually. so much <laughs> that it made him really famous without being funny. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> we decided we decided to to just forego the requirement of being funny just for you. Yes, you <laughs> sir are a comedian. It's <laughs> very, very. I'm just amusing. trying to think of all the times that I uh, accidentally spilled white powder on my daughters. Like it just <laughs> kept coming up. Damn it, I've got I mean, this white powder from an envelope. Uh, yeah. Oops. The only person I can imagine doing that is like is like Robin Williams in the 70s. It's like, what? It's like all of the white powder that I keep in this envelope, I just got it on my daughter, who's now high as a kite. Whoa. If you if you got an envelope filled with powder, don't you think you'd know? There'd be something yeah. weird about that. And you would kind of know. Like this is yeah. strange. This yeah. is strange. Come here, daughter. Let me open this on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. It's the strangest shit. You're getting, Just... but you're getting your mail to your home address? <laughs> Why? Get a PR box. Yeah. And then have some poor, un unfortunate person like screen it like a, you know, a royal food tester or something. Just have somebody else open your mail. Oh, how was he to know he would be so hated? I mean, yeah. I would assume, I would assume that if I were him, but mostly because he's unfunny. That just yeah. like I would hate him as a comedian because still, he's always telling me what to think. I still haven't seen him publicly defend himself at all. He said nothing. No, mm -hmm. no. Mm. This 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 too shall pass in the sense that it's not something that anyone's going to follow up on. You know, nobody's real. I mean, the New Yorker. I was surprised published it in the first place, but um, but yeah, there's not. I, I know comedians <laughs> are mad. So. MSNBC News headline about him: How Hassan Minaj's fabrications could help. White supremacy. Oh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> what? They what will we it. do? You managed to make it about white supremacy. That's amazing. Whites pounce. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah, white, yeah, exactly. Whites pounce. That's as, amazing. As ever. Yes. Yeah. So basically, is the argument from MSNBC, I mean, I know it's a very complex argument, a very handy <laughs> sure. argument. The argument is essentially when somebody from a racial minority does something bad, mm. it will reflect poorly on them and therefore help white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Is that is that the argument? What one one presumes. That's like, very I say, it's a very complex say, argument. With all with no shame, not an ounce of it. I have not read this column. I just saw the headline. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The subhead. The comedian is the boy who cried racist wolf. Yeah. Which well, is what, what everyone hates most is a oh, racist yeah. wolf. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Those wolves are so fucking racist. Bull Connor is a racist, racist wolf. wolf. <laughs> it's racist. White people, you are fine. <laughs> Asians run. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, that wolf. Wolf hate Asians. Oh, I wish there was something we could do for the Asians who are being targeted by this racist wolf. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Tonight in Oakland, packs of racist wolves are attacking Asians. 
Uh, so we're saying stop Asian hate, but apparently the wolves don't understand <laughs> they don't this. Care. No, they don't care. They don't care. They have their preferences. Yeah. You know? But with uh, the, uh, Hasan yeah. Minaj, by the way, we're doing, we're doing a thing that we shouldn't do. I, I don't accept that we have to all of a sudden be English yes. and refer to uh, Indians as Asians. We've never done that in America. <laughs> That's a new thing. True. When we say Asians, we don't mean That Indians. is not what I was doing at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but like, I'm not going there. But sure. I know it's technically true, but we have, like, we don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it football. I'm going to call it soccer. Okay. I'm going to okay. call it aluminum, not aluminum. <laughs> Just fucking chill. Are you going to go with subcontinentals then? Is that a... Mm. Yes. Um, that was the thing that in the... Um, I did a thing for Barry. I uh, posted honestly on the episode of Frank Forth. And in the read at the top, um, there was a there was a, a, sot, a little sound up uh, from Biden correcting himself. And I didn't uh, see this before this. Correcting himself in Vietnam when he said the third world? Um, mm. and yes, yes. he had to correct that because apparently we don't say third world anymore. No. Um, I think we call it the Southern hemisphere. I think that's uh, what just that's developing like, world yeah. is the term developing for. world. Uh, yeah. I don't even know. But I mean, I think that's developing? fallen out of favor too, though. <laughs> I think that's fallen out of favor developing yeah. world. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, did you see any of the border stuff, um, in the past couple of days? That they just like were overwhelmed at this, what is it, Eagle Rock or something? And then this, yeah. this sounds, this Eagle sounds House. wrong. I mean, these sound like racist lies. I mean, we know there is no invasion. There's never been an invasion on the southern border. Everything is fine. Well, they gave up uh, <laughs> at Eagle Rock and literally cut the razor wire because it was like, oh, we can't do anything about this. They cut the razor wire. Mm -hmm. That's what I saw. Yeah. And wow. they were just, like there were photos of them like helping people through um, because. I don't know. I guess that's and then the in Europe in Lampedusa, which is the the um, the island, the Italian island, which is very very far south. Um, so I think it's actually south of certain places in the Maghreb in Africa. Mm. You would have to travel kind of southeast to get to it. So it's very far south and it has a population of six thousand Italians, and I think there's twelve thousand migrants there now. It's like almost double the population mm. and the people there are really, really angry. <laughs> so yeah. and it's because what happens is it's a pretty short trip. You get there um, and, and you're intercepted and then they bring you to, to the Italian mainland. It's like, they give you like a free ride from there. So Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this story now. I mean, it's, I can't, the really Lampedusa videos are insane. Yeah. They're crazy to watch. But the headline on this story is border feds cut and remove razor wire put in by texas abbott responds with more troops yeah 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 Oof. Okay. it's getting i mean of course the the numbers are gonna greatly increase now because it's getting cooler and uh it slows down in the summer when it's so hot it still hasn't slowed down in the summer but it's going to increase pretty dramatically is the <clears throat> prediction from the feds uh because of uh, the change in temperature and it doesn't seem to be um ending i mean there's an enormous number of people uh coming right huh. now it's so interesting because kathy hochel was just on television giving a trump inspired uh speech yeah. and saying today you know, i think if you're yesterday. you're someplace else and you want to come here just don't do it do not come here go someplace else there's no space for you here we are close. But by the way, she's saying go working. somewhere else in America. She's not saying don't come. <laughs> she said go to Cincinnati. <laughs> but like New York is know. closed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the the, the hmm. main argument here, I mean, we have to just acknowledge that these people are economic migrants. That's it. 
the thing about, you know, people applying for asylum, and we have a kind of loose procedure for that, is that if people were in in jeopardy in Honduras and jeopardy in El Salvador, uh, Nicaragua, Venezuela, Cuba, etc., they are not in jeopardy in Mexico. But they don't stay in Mexico. That's not the desire. The desire is to come to the United States. Um, the same thing I in Lampedusa. got to take me out of the bathroom. I'll be back. Okay, sure. And the same thing in Lampedusa, when you have people um, coming, they're not trying to stay in Italy. They're trying to go north um, to Scandinavia, you know, France, Belgium, et cetera. Um, and that's what the Italians are saying is that, you know, we're a kind of transit place for a lot of people. And a lot of do stay in Italy too, but, uh, but I mean, you can feel um, sad for these people. You can feel sympathetic for these people. And also at the same time, realize that this is completely unsustainable. It's really, truly unsustainable. It's going to change the political map of Europe even further. Um, and it's, you know, already changed the the politics of the United States, but it's going to change the map uh, in Europe in an even more dramatic way, particularly when you see something like AFD in Germany getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So, I was having, um, I enjoyed a, another Shabbat dinner in Long Beach at Hialeah's house uh, and uh, got to meet all four of her angel fanatic sons at once, which was great. Uh, and uh, lovely listeners were there and, uh, and Megan Dahm uh, was there as well. It was really fun. Uh, fell into a conversation with Leslinka, uh, Leslie, who's uh, one of our more faithful listeners, and she asked a question about what we thought would be the kind of political implications of the migrant crisis and just the large numbers coming in. How is it going to change politics? And um, I tried to explain in my um, slurring uh, fashion that Part of, for one, we, 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 we know of new methods of All right, you natures. That's it. Um, that's the end of the freebie. Wethefifth.substack.com. If you want to hear the rest, there's a lot of good stuff. Matt making an argument about immigration right after where we faded out uh, that I sort of disagree with, but um, it's an interesting one nevertheless. And we talk about some Karen-y videos. I don't know. Does that a word? Karen-y? Karen-y? Karen-ish videos of people who have been accused of being Karens a word that I really hope had died with the pandemic. But uh, now it's revisited in this episode in one particular video at Victoria's Secret, which I apparently missed the first time around and some new information about it. But anyway, it's a great episode and you should go subscribe at wethefifth.substack.com and you'd be helping us all out and helping me out too because apparently I have a hole in my roof because my um, living room appears to be flooding. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.